tonality matters in how we parents our, parent our kids. And so I would just challenge you to listen or even record yourself whenever you are correcting or disciplining or talking to your kids about something where you want to change their behavior and listen to the tone that you're using and see if that's actually reflective of how you want to show up. Because a lot of times, I think we aren't even aware of it sometimes as parents. When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy. But the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make. But you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast, where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. Hey guys, in this episode, I'm actually going to share a story with you. I think this is technically my first solo episode, and I'm so excited to share the story with you because I've told it a lot of different times, and the biggest deal about the story is that I believe it expresses a truth that I want every single parent who is listening to know and to understand about what our children are up against, and ultimately what we're up against as parents and as human beings as well. So take a sit down, take a listen, and hopefully you enjoy the story and it just kind of hits home right where you are and you get something actionable from it. Okay, guys, I cannot wait to share the story with you because I've told it so many times. And every time I tell the story, everybody leans in and it's been something that's hugely impacted my journey, my parenting journey, and it's also impacted my kids in a way that helps them understand screens and why it's important to have time without screens. And so I'm going to share the story with you and hopefully, maybe, you might be able to recreate it for your own life or you might simply be able to share the story with your kids as well. So this story has to do with what I call the our boredom famine. We have a boredom famine right now going on in our world, and our kids always have something that they can grab a hold of to get their attention. If it's not a device, we're shoving toys in their face. And I think a lot of that comes from just this exhaustion that a lot of parents have from feeling like they have to be their child's entertainer. And the reality is, is we just don't have to do that. We don't because actually it is so good for our kids to get bored to tears. But the reality of it is it's sometimes uncomfortable for us as parents because what happens when our kids are bored, they come right sitting right next to you and they say, I'm bored. I'm bored. Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I get on the DS? Can I get on the the Xbox? Can I, can I get on the iPad? Can I blah, 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 blah. And, and you have to just keep saying no, and you have to try to redirect. And a lot of times, they want to spend time with you, and they want your attention, which is actually a really positive thing, but not always convenient, right? So essentially, what was happening in this time in our lives was, I'll be real honest with you, I just let screens get out of control between watching VeggieTales and playing on the DS. We had multiple DSs and you know, watching TV, watching movies and, and stuff. I was kind of having a stressful period of life, and I just let everything go. And I was feeling so terrible about it, you know, just really wallowing in the guilt of it and just, you know, knowing that I want to do better for my kids. So I was so tired of all of the barrage of questions all the time about the devices. So I told them the night before, I was like, hey, look, tomorrow when we wake up on Saturday, mommy's going to like sleep in and we're not going to get on devices. 
I want you guys to play together, do some other stuff. So wake up the next morning. And of course they didn't really remember. And I expected that. And so the first couple of questions start coming in. Hey mom, can I get on the DS while you're sleeping? Hey mom, can I um, turn on the TV and watch a show? Hey mom. And just, you know, and I, I kept saying, Hey babe, no, we talked about that last night. We're not doing that. You guys go play. And I'm just like trying, I'm just like stretching, trying to get an extra 30 minutes. I was so tired at this time. I was starting my first business and I was also, you know, full-time mama and also working a job. And I just, I just wanted to sleep in on Saturday, you know, but then I also didn't want to give in to the devices. So I just kept saying no. And then the thing that we all get worried about happened. They got quiet. <laughs> and I was so worried. I was like, oh, like, you know, I woke up out of sleep. I was like, oh my gosh, why haven't I heard them? You know, like subconsciously, I guess I was listening for their little voices. And so I got up and I looked and they had gone out into the front yard and were like playing out in the front yard. And in our neighborhood and where we were at that time, that was actually okay. Um, they, My oldest is old enough to know. And so they were just playing really close to the front door. And so anyway, it was, it was great. And so I went, I laid back down. I was just kind of relaxing, listening to their little voices outside the door. And I kind of drifted off a little more, but I think if, if I remember correctly, I grabbed a book, I started reading, and then I drifted off and fell asleep again. And I remember I woke up again. <gasps> oh my gosh! And and uh, I went and I looked out the door, and the some neighborhood kids were over playing with my kids, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So they're playing, they're having a good time, and so I get busy. I start doing some chores in the morning, and I keep checking on them. I bring some water out because it's Texas heat in the summer, and it's very hot. I'm so shocked they're playing outside, and. And so bring them some snacks and they're playing and playing. And then like another hour goes by and I go out and I look and they've drug all of these toys outside into the front yard. And I, you know, everything in me at that time, I was like, oh my God, that's going to be so much work to clean up. Like, I wish we didn't have to do that, you know, but I just could feel it. I was like, no, 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 let them do it. Let them do it. They're building, they're exploring, they're having a good time. So they drug all the stuff out into the front yard and they started to, they had created a city essentially. And, you know, they used leaves as currency. Do you remember ever doing that as a kid? <laughs> I know I did something similar, but leaves were currency. They had a bike watch, washing station. They had a bank. They had a grocery store. And so, you know, each one of them, it was, it was my kids and a couple other kids from the neighborhood. Uh, they actually just, each one of them had a station and they would take turns going and buying things from their store. And every time I went out there, they were just having a blast. I mean, I mean, elation. They were so excited. They were having so much fun and, you know, they had a little arguing here and there, but just having so much fun. They ended up playing outside for almost the rest of the day. And so at the end of the day, you know, they come in, their faces are beat red and, you know, they're cooling off, they're exhausted and tired and it's time for dinner and I'm getting dinner on the table and we all sit down and I just remember sitting back and just watching my kids talking back and forth about um, what they called the city of Jamja. And Jamja, the name was actually all of their letters, the letters of their names creating the name of the city and they had they thought that up and so they sat there and they talked about the city of Jamja for 15 to 20 minutes and they were just so excited about all the little things that happened and all the nuances of stuff and who had the best shop and all of this stuff and as i was sitting there it hit me it's like wow if i had said yes to the ds that morning you know what would have happened and so in a very not I told you so tone, because <laughs> you have to work on that, parents. Like 
It's the worst. Sometimes you nullify the best training moments in your child's life by being like, I told you so. And it's not even that you have to say it. It's the tone, right? Tonality matters in how we parents are, parent our kids. And so I would just challenge you to listen or even record yourself whenever you are correcting or disciplining or talking to your kids about something where you want to change their behavior and listen to the tone that you're using and see if that's actually reflective of how you want to show up. Because a lot of times I think we aren't even aware of it sometimes as parents, but I was sitting at that table and that was something that was fresh on my mind because I had heard someone teaching on that at this conference that I had gone to. And I said, hey, guys, man, it sounded like you had an incredible day. Like, that was awesome, huh? And I was like, they're like, yeah, yeah, it was so great. And maybe we can do it tomorrow. I was like, yeah, maybe you can. And then I said, I got a question for you guys. What do you think would have happened if mommy had said yes to the TV and the DS this morning? Do you think that the city of Jamja would have ever existed? And it was so crazy because you could just see the light bulbs coming on in their in their mind, you know, like, oh, wow. And they had this epiphany. And I mean, I'm telling you, that lasted for so long. And even, you know, years and years later, I can still remind them of the story. I mean, obviously, they were so little then, now they're older. But that experience and that whole world that they had created in their mind, that they spent all those hours playing in, that they enjoyed so very much. If I had just said yes to the DS and the TV, then the morning would have gone so much different. They wouldn't have interacted with their neighborhood friends. They wouldn't have created that world and they wouldn't have had so much fun or had that experience. And so for them, it was a huge lesson. And then for me, conversely, it was just confirmation that my children need to be bored more often because from boredom comes creativity. And and one of my favorite things about boredom, and, and listen, I hear you. I know it's difficult, especially if you've got young ones and there's multiples of them. And when they're bored, they want to drive you crazy. But the reality is, is when we let our kids bore, get really good and bored, it's the opportunity for that little thing that's inside of them to try to come out, whether they might be like an artsy kid and they just don't take the time to draw, but they actually really enjoy it. Or maybe they're a reader. They're a kid that just loves to read and they just don't make time because why would they make time whenever they can just jump on a screen, right? Or maybe your kid is just a social bug and they love to spend time. Like I have one, my youngest, she's a social bug. She just she just wants to spend time with people and have fun. And that's her main motivation for wanting to be on screens is because it's not necessarily the game. It's actually the act of playing with other people that she loves so very much. And so it's important to make these quiet spaces and these times where, you know, you're setting your kid up for the opportunity to let whatever is on the inside come out. And that can be a really frustrating thing for a kid, especially if they've never had to, or it's been a long time since they've had to regulate their emotions and the way they're feeling and the frustration because they're not getting those instant dopamine hits. And so it can be an incredibly frustrating thing. And if if you haven't really done that and your kid hasn't been good and bored for a little while because you're, you know, you're giving them things to do and you know you're taking on the responsibility for your child's entertainment fully upon yourself and hey there's nothing wrong with that it's just are you allowing that time for them to go ah i want to go organize my room oh i want to go read a book oh i want to go and draw and if we don't slow life down enough and work on our parenting muscles to be strong enough 
to say no and to withstand the frustration that might come afterwards, then how are they going to know what it is that drives them? Because each one of them, I believe this, I don't know if you do, but I believe that each one of our kids, they kind of come with this package. You know, it's nature versus nurture, right? And I know that there is definitely some nature there and there's some definite nurture there. But from what I've seen, man, it's so crazy. My kids are 10, 15, about to be 18 and 21. And these beautiful humans that I see before me now, whenever I look back at home videos and I read things that I journaled about from the kids then, I see a reflection of who my 18 and my 21-year-olds have grown into be as adults, still reflected in who they are in that little person. The same desires, the same things that lit them up. And it's not that things don't change, but I really do believe there's something to that core of who we're created to be and, and the things that God puts into us that that get grown. Um, some of it gets stamped out in our childhood, right? But it's so incredible to see what happens whenever kids are given the opportunity to get good and bored. Hey, powerful parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events, testing your patience, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard, how was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email, and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair. Print them out. Have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar, and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now, and I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today, because I think that our society, even for us. And so let's just talk about me and you for a second, right? When was the last time you sat down and you did not pick up the remote to turn on Netflix or a show or a football game, or you you didn't grab your device to scroll on social media or to check your email or to check your DMs, right? When was the last time you just gave yourself time to be bored? And and I think that's difficult for parents because we always have something to do, right? <laughs> we could, you know, it's our responsibilities, whether it be cleaning or paying some bills or catching up on this project that you needed to do or whatever it might be. But I would just admonish you, encourage you to find time to allow that thing that's in you to come out without always having that default there, with all, without always having that screen there to be the thing that captures your attention, but instead to allow your attention to be captured by 
whatever's inside of you coming out. I hope that makes sense. I know for me, it's been a journey and it continues to be a journey, one that I'm so thankful for because it's ever changing. And um, I just want to encourage you that as you know, you're seeking this out and figuring this out for you and your home, for your kids, that you'd also look at it for yourself because our kids don't necessarily learn the best from what we say and what we teach. They learn the best from what we're modeling and what we're doing. And that doesn't mean we have to be perfect. That's the really cool thing about it. And that's the reason for the name of this podcast. It's not about being perfect. It's about being powerful. And by being powerful, it means to show up in powerful ways in our kids' lives. And we could have really screwed up really badly yesterday, and it was an awful day. But I tell you what, the most most inspiring thing to me is how resilient kids are. I've had some really horrible days over the past 20 years of raising kids, you know, days I'm not proud of at all. And kids are the most resilient, most forgiving, beautiful things on this planet. And there's been so many days when I've woken up and I've said, hey, you know, yesterday was rough. Can we start over? I'm really sorry that I was so frustrated or I was so distracted or this or that, but I want to do over today. What would you like to do? And you know, that goes so such a long way. And then to get in there and to actually spend quality time with our kids versus quantity, because sometimes we just don't have quantity to give, but we can give them quality time. And that can be extremely powerful in the connection that we have with our kids. So I want to encourage you, uh, wherever you are in this journey, um, whether you know, you let your kids get bored all the time or you don't. I want to remind you that it is not about being perfect. None of us are perfect and this is a judgment-free zone. So if you've got any shame or guilt that you felt at all by listening to this podcast, I want you to shake it off and I want you to intentionally show up in your child's life powerfully. Because if there's anything on in this life that is worth doing, it is that thing because it is within them that we get to leave a legacy and they're so, so, so worth it and so deserving. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I promise. If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids. They deserve it. And you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.